Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone, I'm Natalie Christ. Welcome to Tripping on Legends. This is episode 13, the story of the Singing River. Continuation from episode 12, which hopefully hopefully you've just finished listening to and you enjoyed. We've decided to cut our episodes down to one hour, making it a more enjoyable and easy listen, easier listen for you guys. This is based upon some really great positive feedback that we got from one of our listeners. And hopefully you'll enjoy what you're about to hear is the actual trip itself, um, going to the Singing River to investigate the legend. And we're back! And we're back! Short little break. Uh, yeah, it's a short little break. If we were a real podcast, that's where we would put our commercial for Audible. Or why, Squarespace. Why would it be Audible, man? Like, because that's, why can't it be something cool? Okay, first of all, Audible's pretty darn cool. Uh, and second of all... What are you talking about? You just read American Gods on Audible. I read half of American Gods on Audible, first of all, because I couldn't find the time to read anymore. So in that way, Audible is neat. However, it's not, it wasn't really my favorite. Like, the voices that Audible had were not the voices that my, my, imagine had created, that my imagination had created. For well, that was Gods. a special edition, by the way. Mm-hmm. That they brought guest people on to, to do different voices. Usually Audible's one person reading it. Mm. So, there's less than they do, like, little voices or whatever, but... I don't think I would enjoy that at all. Okay, but that's... Traditionally, podcasts have those kind of advertisements in it. For Audible? For Audible. Audible, Squarespace, yeah. Blue Apron. All right. Snack things. I listen to a lot more podcasts. I'm going to reach out more to, like, Ancestry.com and... Okay. So, (laughs) now I'm with you, or, you know, someone that'll give us cool stuff, but... 
We're not there yet. It was just a joke that's now gone on too, too much too long. Fine, whatever. You can get rid of this part if you want to. <coughs> I'm not. It's gold. Um, Gilded. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the theme. So the reason why, because we've already reached like the one hour mark, right? So the reason why I feel like it was important and that where we were rambling and we were kind of um, doing that stuff was because the legend, first of all, we've done the most research on this legend. Mm-hmm. And it also seems to be the one that is most known by the community. Well, or was known by the community, rather. Was known Nobody by the knows about it anymore. Nobody knows about it anymore. But, I mean, it, it definitely is. Maybe, hopefully, I'm hoping. Help to build keep, the community, I yes. should say, at least. I'm hoping that we can reawaken connected. the community's interest into the land that they're living on. Right. That's just truly my. And in, and in doing this, um, the both trips we took to this area. We've made some connections in Bradenton, yeah, uh, and they're reposting some of our stuff, and, and so it's it's hopefully we'll get. Um, I got another one today from another uh, Bradenton like business type thing. That's awesome. Um, so we were really hoping that the Herald or the the Bradenton right. Herald would would take note and and kind of they pick that not. up. They did not. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. All right. Um, but I felt that there was like we needed to establish the playground and establish the legend. So I think it was okay that we talked for a while about it because I hope so. I hope people understand that we needed to, to set set up the play. I mean, it was it was set up the the background of, of what you're listening to. You know, and you I mean? and the other thing that's important to note is that this seems to have been whether it's natural phenomenon like the um, Jack Leffing rule, like good old Jack was talking about, or something else, which I'll get into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, what was that? I'm kind of a <laughs> sick vacuum cleaner. Um, that the phenomenon of the singing seems to be a real thing. Absolutely. Or was a real that, thing. That people felt the need to explain a few different ways. Right. Explain and like notate. Like what was. And passed down. And, passed and, down. and, and it, I mean, it was everywhere. So, I mean, the fact that it's not no more widely known mm-hmm. blows my mind. Right. I mean, there are so many different sources for this. I mean, and if you look at some of the things that we came across serendipitously during the trip, mm-hmm. um, the, the markings are still there. Like, it's still, the, the, the is legend there. is still there. And the, I mean, and we the, went and had a little adventure through Bradenton for a whole day. I mean, it was incredible, the right. things that we found so by our, accident. our initial going out there was, A, visit the spring, mm-hmm. right? Find the spring. Find the spring and visit the spring. Right. That was our, as part of the research. Visit Rocky Bluff. Mm-hmm. We wanted to visit Rocky Bluff Library mm-hmm. to do the research and see if we could find Jack's uh, original writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also to, um, there was one other thing that I that we really wanted to do too. Oh, to, to see the Historical Society. Where the see spring, the Historical Village. That's where the spring was. Right. Right. We've discovered Which we didn't know was. that until right before going up there. Right. We've so, done some more research and found that um, the spring was located in what is now um, the historical village, Vanity Historical Village. So, in the few days leading up to um, leading up to the um, the trip, we had some weird things happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which is kind of par for the course for us, it seems now. So. Um, one of them was, why don't you tell your bird part first? The bird part first? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it was just strange in that I've never had anything like this happen to me before. 
Um, I'm driving to work one morning. I've had plenty of coffee, so it's no, I know it's not sleep deprivation that caused this weird, strange occurrence. Um, I'm driving, and I am behind a white work truck. And all of a sudden, I see a bird fly into the windshield of like the bird was coming across the road and got hit by the windshield of this white work truck. Mm-hmm. I mean, horrifying in and itself. So just like, oh, what a way to start a morning gross. You right. know what I mean? And morbidity got the best of me. And I looked back as I was passing them because they the truck had stopped to turn. The truck didn't react at all. Like, didn't slam on its brakes. And if I'm hitting a bird, I'm slamming on my brakes. Right. I'm sorry, but I'm slamming on my brakes. I'm probably pulling to the side to see if I could save the bird. Put it in a shoebox, take it to the manimal hospital, right. go the whole nine yards. They didn't even stop. So I thought that was weird, but I didn't think much of it at the time until after I was reflecting. So they were turning left, and so I was passing them. Um, they were in a turning lane, and I was passing them, going straight, continuing straight. I looked back, like I said, just out of morbid curiosity, to see, you know, the bird. And there was no trace that this truck had hit the bird. Not one feather anywhere. And it's not like I was speeding by. I was going roughly 30. Right. You know, on this, it's a one-lane road with, like, turnoffs. So as I passed them, I, I did a double take, too, because I was like, where, where are the blood and guts of the bird? What's happening? Okay. Wrote it off as just a strange thing and just kept on driving. And I told you about it later. Like, never have had this happen. What does this, what do you make of this? And in the interim of that happening to her. Wait, did you just see that? Yeah. Did you just see that? Yeah. That was a feather that just fell in front of me. Yeah, that's creepy. I don't even know where that came from. That just came from nowhere. That just fell right in front of me. Yeah, goosebumps. Holy fucking shit. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> we'll edit that part out. <laughs> oh my god. That, that goes with your swearing at least one time during every episode. Not really used to this recording thing of putting your filter on, but yes. A feather just fell as she was telling that story. Out of nowhere. I mean, we're in my living room. Right. There's there's no reason for feathers. No feathers. Um, but I guess there's the feather I was looking for on the truck. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. And so, in in the interim of that happening, I know. <laughs> in the interim of that happening, um, I found two dead birds in my yard. Baby so, birds. it was, right, baby birds. So, it was kind of like a weird, like, I have not seen a dead bird in 20 years. And it just happened to be you were talking about something mysterious that had happened to you. Then there were birds in my yard. So, we were, we were um, on the lookout for birds. So while we were in Bradington, we were like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We've been, who knows if this is cognitive bias or what, if we've been reading something about birds, not really taking it in. So we went there thinking, okay, well, look for anything to do with birds. birds. Just keep your eyes open. Um, but the, the really weird thing that happened was when you tried to find the significance of the birds. Right. So you typed into Google what? Do you remember what you typed in? Um, yes. Was I, it like dead bird meaning or something like that? Um, if you give me one second, if you want to pause this. Okay. And I'll find it. Or I can actually do a Squarespace commercial while you're looking. Do a Squarespace commercial while we're okay. looking. Do it. Are you looking to 
create a great splash page for your. I really don't. Know. I don't even know what the Squarespace is okay. actually. What is the Squarespace? It's internet. It's internet. It's websites. You build gotcha. your own website. Gotcha. Um, I'm gonna have to go. Let's okay. But it's probably not overly important that we get the exact terms. Oh, it here. is because if I searched anything else, it didn't come up. Okay. That was the really cool part about it. Was I was okay. So, several days later. Yeah. Um, before we went on our trip. Yeah. I was searching for like the meaning of what I had just seen, or what I had witnessed. You know, to just kind of, I'd had other bird um, occurrences, strange mm -hmm. occurrences. Um, in past years, but nothing for a very long time. So I was thinking, okay, there has to be a meaning behind what I saw. Somebody's trying to tell me something. So I typed in, you know, what is the meaning of seeing a bird getting hit by a car, but it's not really there. So just so you know, there is a uh, uh, Natalie's dog. My dog has pretty much fallen asleep, but Natalie's dog seems to be crying. So if you're hearing something in the background, it's the dog and not anything paranormal. Right. Or may, is it? Or is it? Because he just started crying when the feather fell, so. Really? You're going to freak me out? Okay. Okay, so you typed wait, in. Wait, wait. Uh, would you please just go check on her? Okay, you keep searching while I go check. Okay, thank I'll you. I'll pause. Okay, so sorry, we had to take a quick break because there's a section of Natalie's house where some weird things have happened. And as the feather was falling, her dog was now, you know, was drawn to that place and was kind of wimping and crying. But we did also in the interim find what she had put <sighs> for in the Okay. Uh, I mean just Google. very rudimentary. Mean mean behind seeing a bird get hit by a car but nothing there. I okay. said just uh, right? <laughs> right? I I know. Funny. Very specific about And what so you're Google for. pulls up a two thousand five book by Laura Hildick Burge called The Singing River Story. I mean randomly Randomly so I click on it. There's obviously. nothing in that title that says anything about right. a singing river, and yet it pulls up randomly this book. It pulls up this book, so I click on it to see how did Google take me here. Why did Google take me here? Because it had the word car highlighted. That's why Google decided to. Right, and bird bring probably is somewhere in there. Um, bird's not even in this passage. It's car, there, and scene. Okay. And so this brings me to like page 40 of this book. Obviously I started reading it like what, because the first thing I see is Singing River Story, the old Indian stood in the shade of the old oak tree. So I'm immediately pulled in like oak, Indian. Oak, Indian, pretty much the theme of, uh, of our Florida trips has been right. oak and, right. okay. So I was pulled in and I immediately like, Chris, look at this, oh my God, sent it to him. So, um, Basically, you found a romance novel based on, or touching upon, the a similar uh, folk tale, mm -hmm. Native American folk tale, mm -hmm. about um, a singing river about in Mississippi. River, right in Mississippi. Now, what you don't know, what what Natalie doesn't know, uh, that I discovered about oh a half hour ago. Was that the Chikawa? Is that how it would be pronounced? I'm not sure. Chikawa, uh, because we actually contacted the writer, um, and she's willing to talk to us about some of the very the cool. legends and kind of the connections. And she was very quick to be like, oh, these are two very different legends. Okay. It would seem from the tone of her email. Oh. But it's the Choctaw? The Choctaw, okay. And the Cherokee. And the Cherokee. 
the Chakta came down and helped to mold the personality of the seminal. I just discovered that when I was trying to find out when the found, when I was just looking to see when the Seminole uh, nation was founded, it talked about as the Seminoles were coming together, some of the refugees from that tribe came down and influenced the Seminoles. So So that is pretty neat. As I was just looking at this again, um, do you remember the only bird thing that we saw during our trip to Bradenton? The only thing that I was like, oh, there it is again. No. An owl. Oh, right. We kept seeing the owl statues everywhere. So as I'm, re- as I'm reading through this, um, in chapter 19 is um, Spotted Owl, first cousin of fighting cougar and running deer. Um, just I just thought that was neat. Now, everything just kind of like ties together. Right. You know what I mean? So, so our <clears throat> goal, so we, so we hit the road. Kind of with that in the back of our minds, we hit the road. Mm-hmm. Um, our first goal was to go to uh, Rocky Bluff uh-uh. our first goal library. Was... Oh, library, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there was a massive fire. Massive fire on 75. Um, so we did not get into Bradenton until it was closed. We, got, we tried so hard. So hard. So hard to get there, and it was like 15 minutes after 5, and they closed at 5, and just our luck, you know? Right. So we took it as a sign that, okay, now I'm supposed to go there today. Let's continue on. Okay. So Chris pulls into Bradenton, mm-hmm. and he sees the water. We go over a bridge. Because I wanted, like, an establishing shot of, here we are in Bradenton. Right. So on a whim, not even, like, you know, I think you saw a brown sign. And right. you were like, oh, something historical. But in the real, like, split second, I was like, what are you doing turning? That's not where we were on our way to the historical village. Right. I should say. That's not where we're supposed to go. Nope, want to see the water. Okay, fine. Pulled into this um, over 55 mobile home community, essentially, mm-hmm. that had been there since the early 1900s. And pulls in, and there it is on the water. There's docks and everything. So we park, we get out, we explore the docks. There's only mm-hmm. one other man. He, we said hello, made, you know, exchanged uh, pleasantries for a few moments, and right. checked out the docks and, and did a. I, I was all ready to give him one of our. Um, our new business cards, if he knew anything, but he didn't. He didn't seem like he wanted to talk. I know. No, he was just enjoying the beautiful water because it was a gorgeous afternoon. I thought that he was checking up on us because we looked sketchy because we were not 55. He was 55. already there. He was already there. Okay. We, we walked in like we owned the place and they didn't right. say a word. Um, so, um, anyway, so Chris did a, a Facebook Live video from the Manatee River just to kind of give the people a focal point of there's the north, there's the south. We're going to be, here's what we're going to be doing right. and checking out. Um, as we're trying to navigate our way out of the over 55 community. Because and getting lost. Because it was a maze. That's what I mean. We were not able to get out because this was just like, wait, wait a minute. We were, came back the way that we came, we came in and it was like labyrinth. They just kept changing. So we see ruins. Ruins. In the middle of a trailer park, essentially. In the middle of a trailer park. Ruins. ruins. Like, what the hell? What is that? This is Braden Castle. I'm like, a castle? Here? I'd never even heard of this. Right. How have I never heard of ruins an hour and a half away from where I live? I love it. Now, when we went the second time with the kids, Mm -hmm. it clearly does say Braden Castle is over here. Well, absolutely. But I didn't see that. No. I didn't see that sign. It's not like I said, hey, they're ruins. Let's go check them out. Right. We found them by accident. Serendipitously. Yes. Serendipitously. Take it from there. 
Um, no, come on. Brady, do this okay, sure. <laughs> uh, if we're looking through the, the story, they talk about how the one-armed Indian um, lost his arm in the Battle of Braden Castle. Mm-hmm. When he was one of the... Um, was it the Calusa or were they Seminole by then? They were Seminoles, right? I don't know. I believe it was during one of the Seminole Wars. They attacked Braden Castle and were fought off. And this guy, who ends up being one of the major narrators of the legend, um, loses his leg, arm, mm-hmm. loses his arm. One-armed Indian. One-armed Indian. That's what I'm saying. One, one leg, one-armed, who knows, um, in that battle. Yeah. Okay. So there was an automatic connection to the legend we were tracking we down. Were like, oh, cool. In these you know? random ruins that we found. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's odd. It's like there, no, we didn't not even know more... the connection as, as at first. Right. We were just like, here are some ruins. Oh, Braden Castle. We've never heard about that. And there's mm-hmm. even a reference to the battle that they're talking about, mm-hmm. where the guy lost his arm, um, on the signs and everything like that. But but nothing. We didn't know its relevance until we found that footnote later. Right. Exactly. So that was pretty cool. I thought so. That was pretty cool. But, you know, if we're searching for the legend, like, we're not really on the... We're on the water, but not really on the water. So, the, you know, I didn't get any kind of feelings of anything trapped there or anything like that. Any no, no. Any echo of, of the Battle of Bradenton. Nope. On those ruins. It were just a really cool discovery. A really cool discovery was a, a building of this great big mansion built out of shell. Shells. I mean, it was really cool. Yeah. You know? That they built that. Although we did get a really good picture of you singing there. We did? We did. I'll reshare that because it's worth resharing. Oh, maybe not. Okay. Me singing? Yeah. I sang? No, you just were making a singing motion. Oh, that's right. Right. That's right. So. Don't reshare. Um, <laughs> we decided to, from there, go to the historic village. Right. So we thought... Might as well start here. They're saying that the springs used to be next to 75 or, or in that area. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so we decided that, and this is where the last known spring was, was in this historical village. Right. So it said, I'm not sure the terminology it used, but basically it was like, see this little thing that you would totally go by and not even notice? Right. That's all that remains of the historic medicine springs, which have gone through a few different names over the course of its history. Right. So, we get there, and it is closed. Closed. It's closed. It's closed. It closes at 5, and it was like 5.15. Right. Well, by that point in time, it was... I was going to say, yeah, maybe a little yeah. later, because it took us a while but to get still, that to think. closed. 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 Um, so, we're like, you know, peeking over the fence, trying to like squeeze our hands through something... Uh, and we decided to go, there's a fire station right next there, a Bradenton mm-hmm. Fire Department station. Two. And we decided to ask them, hey, is it okay if we go on your property to get some better shots so that we can find where the springs are? And they mm-hmm. were helpful. And they were like, oh, yeah, the springs are over there. The gazebo, because there was a historic gazebo, which was a replica of something that had to do with the story, which I've kind of forgotten that whole angle. Yeah, so have I, um, And so we were able to get some shots of the spring. And literally, it's like maybe the size of a couch. Not even a not love seat. Even. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, love seat. <laughs> and it's right. a little like covered. Um, like you can't even see if there's springs or anything. It's is just it divot? like this. Is that the word they use? Divot? I can't no, or something like, like a golf course. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, but they use some term like culvert. that. Culvert. Well, culvert. That's what I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. Um, and that's it. Like this spring. That was the lifeline of this. Community. Was the lifeline of the community. People would come from around the world. To bathe in the in the in the and mystic it used to stretch water. all the way from 
where that culvert is. To, I mean, they paved over it to make Manatee Road. So I mean, it was a long stretch of the spring. Right, so we asked the guy, well, where's Manatee Road? And he's like, oh, it's right there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, see, that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. Because, like, it says it was paved over. And so I'm just going to say now so I remember it when we get to it, but if you follow the, that path, it's Manatee Road, and, and then it's the park from the back. Oh, right. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, we decided to, we were on the road, and, and you were like, we are looking for where would be the best place to be on the river at night. Right. So we got into the car, and I'm looking at the phone, like the map. You know what I mean? I pulled up the map. I was like, well, let's go back to the river. And I pull up the map, and I like had no idea. Here we are driving, and it says Indian Springs Park. Indian Springs Park. I'm like, Indian Springs, all of the things that we're looking for. Go here. I have no idea what we're gonna what we're gonna find, but it's like two minutes away. So right. we drive to Indian Springs Park. It's across and Manatee Road, so it's on it's on the actual river. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and it was incredible. It was um, like this little bit of history that the world around it seems to not acknowledge. Yeah. Like it's just, it's a pretty good sized park. And it looks like they were very active in the early 2000s. Yeah. It looks like this foundation. I don't remember. I don't have it in front of me. And maybe that was their guilt from covering up the street, the, the spring. Quite possibly. But this, if you were to follow the path of that culvert, it would go across the roads, and then it would go into Indian Springs Park. It would pretty much empty into that uh, what do you call it? The porta potty that was there it would enter from right there, which is weird because then we were had we as we were there we had the dips yeah. that were in the in the in the um, ground. Mm-hmm. So and then that of course would lead directly to Manatee River, which we eventually went um, right second there. trip. Mm-hmm. We went right off of that park. We went right off that park and, and looked at the and. Funny enough, but this was all man-made. There was rocks, you know, like a little right. outcropping of rocks that they had put there. Um, but yeah, so there's like this big field, and it's got ten or twelve different signs, kind of painting mm-hmm. the picture and the history of of this area, of the trade that was used here, who settled this area, and then the the legend. So the same, the same kind of setup. Like when we were looking for the mini lights, mm-hmm. we were in that park and it had like the history of the park right, on all the and all these little things. Yeah, right. And this was, you know, a smaller version or covered less of an area. Mm-hmm. And they were all contained to this park and they had once again had a gazebo mm-hmm. um, in there. And little sugar fields. I love the little sugar fields because I had never seen I had never seen sugar growing before right. in my life. Very interesting. I didn't know what it was. Very interesting. Bamboo shoots in the Bamboo middle shoots. of nowhere. So um, strange. Was raining pretty yeah, pretty it heavily it started to rain. Yeah, no. like we have had the driest month of ever. And we and finally yeah. find something connected to this legend in a solid way, and it makes reference one of the signs of a crow. And it's raining on us. Right. Whatever. Fine. It was just a really cool find. Right. Yeah. And now one of the things I remember we were there, um, it was very loud, with the wind and the rain going through what was the bamboo. Trees, yeah. Right. So we weren't on the river, but we at least made note that, and we tried to get a recording of it, but we really couldn't. No. That there was definitely noise. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have ever classified it as singing. Right. But it was noise. It and was, I mean, it was loud. We were there in the middle of the afternoon, or the evening rather, um, not dark out yet, still sunny, 
Um, and what would have been the spring 100, 300 years ago? Right. The spring would have been running right through years there. Ago. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, if somebody said they heard that, um, you know, it really wouldn't make sense that it would only be once a month right. in May, June, and July. But maybe that's when. That's the windy time. That's when. Yeah. That's when. That's when in Florida, one day can be seventy and the next can be ninety-three. Right. So those dramatic climate Mm -hmm. differences are what cause wind, and so maybe. And the other thing I want to point out too is that there was not a ton of residential noise around us, even though we're in the middle of a residential neighborhood. Second time they had ATVs and the kids were screaming. Yeah. And stuff like that. I mean, pretty much not. Yeah, I don't remember really hearing anything other than those right than those reeds. Right. As opposed to <laughs> going to the river itself and talk about loud. Yeah. I mean, holy guacamole. If there was anything um, that would block out the singing, mm-hmm. it would just be civilization. Life on the Manatee River Life now. Life on the Manatee River now. So we, we ate, we went to dinner, which is, you know, we'll cover that in a future podcast mm-hmm. um and then we decided to hit the north side of the river because mm-hmm. we wanted to find rocky bluff right um so we, we went so we crossed the bridge went to we found i think you typed in rocky I bluff in, i typed in rocky bluff on google maps and it brought us to one of the woody rooms woody woody which <laughs> seemed as if it was fairly sketchy a little sketchy. I mean, it People was. People hanging out, out, Right. It was kind of. Not it, it, it was odd. It was kind of seedy, right? And yet had valet service, right? And then it seemed to have like. Look, he didn't really valet. And he then was just there. He was just there, like <laughs> yeah, just take whatever you want. And then, um, and then, uh, it had like apartments attached to it. Like it wasn't like a hotel. It. I got the feeling it was like, you know, do what you do, and then come here to finish the deal. It was a very weird place. It's a very weird place. It was a very weird place. So we um, we broke one of the rules of legend tripping. Um, we went on private property. But in our defense, the private property seemed like it was, and here's where we keep all our cars. Mm-hmm. Like it said, do not enter. Um, but we wanted to get to the river from that side because we wanted to see if we could find a bluff. Right. Or if we could see or what was bluffy something. Right. Without and going into what So we went into what was, I guess, like, it felt like it was like a like a, it was a, little a track side of land. yard, a it's little a track of land. Yeah. So we don't recommend going onto private property, but it, 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 it seemed to be separated from the main part of it. So it seemed like it was, you know, not overly bad to do. Right. Sure. Sure. Couldn't get to the river. Nope. But loud. It was even loud there. Right. Like the waves themselves were pretty loud. Mm -hmm. The river itself was loud. Coupled that with Woody Roos. Woody Roos was rocking. Woody Roos was rocking. I mean, that is the place to be if you're seedy in Bradington on a Saturday night. So we went up to the valet. (laughs) And we asked if this was Rocky Bluff. I still maintain that he's a weirdo. No, that's why I want you to talk about that. So we... And he's like, oh, I don't really know. I'm not from around here. I live in St. Pete, Pete, which is about a half hour away from where we were, right? So he commutes a half hour. To kind of valet. To kind of valet. At this little tiny at bar. At this little tiny bar. Slash 
penthouse? I mean, what, what I mean, were those little outbuildings that I, were? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Hopefully, maybe someone, if they're hearing this, will hashtag Woody Ruse. Woody Ruse, and they can give us a, a better picture of what we didn't get. Right. We just because you really needed to go to the bathroom, and you were like, "I'm not going in there. Right, I yeah. might never come out." Right. Yeah. There was. I was not so, going in there. Um, but the weird thing about the the serial killer valet. I didn't say serial killer. Oh, like okay. just like there was something off about him. I'm assuming drug dealer. Really? Like he brings his supply from St. Pete down to Bradenton and that's kind of like the cover the of the cover valet of the is valet. Like the cover of maybe or whorehouse brings his brings his his Mhm. Okay. So either way um serial killer Pimp, pimp, valet drug guy, dealer. encourages us to go under the bridge. Um, yes. So we were asking about Rocky Bluff, and he's like, "I don't really know." He's like, "But I've heard people call it that, I guess." He's like, "But you can see the river from over there. Just walk to the bridge and then go under the bridge." Now, <laughs> we always want to talking wanna... <laughs> about like the overpass is what he's talking about too. Right. We here uh, at Tripping on Legends want to encourage safety <laughs> in all that you do. Not only do not go on private property, but also if a strange drug dealer, meth, crackhead, valet, sort of valet guy, tells you to go under a bridge, do not go under do said bridge. Do not go under the said bridge. <laughs> um, so we didn't. We no. decided, you know what? We're going to go on, we're going to go south side on this. <laughs> the Timokuans, they don't know what's up. We're going to go back to Calusaville mm-hmm. and, uh, and see what's up. So... We, we, we cross the bridge again, um, and we make our way to um, like not the blocks, same place. Like three blocks over from Indian Springs Park, I would say. Right. It was actually closer than I thought. I mm-hmm. didn't realize how close we were to mm-hmm. Indian Springs until the second time when we basically drove to the two locations in, in the daytime I saw them. Mm-hmm. So that, by this time, it's nighttime. Um, we're at... Probably less than a mile from the bridge. Mm-hmm. So if you look in most of the shots, you can see the bridge coming in the background. Right. Um, so the bridge is there. Uh, we're looking over across to Rocky Bluff. Now, I'm going to just very quickly right now present to you, because I don't think you probably know it. You probably instinctually know it. But there is a paranormal idea known as the rock tape theory. So have you heard this before? No. no? Uh-uh. So... Um, the theory is, and I hope I'm getting the name right, but I'm pretty sure I am, um, that due to minerals, due to the composition of certain stones, they have the ability to record energy, record and store energy. Oh, neat. No, I so, no for example, if you take uh, uh, granite or you take quartz, like quartz is what you find in your oh, we've devices. Right, we've talked about this okay. before. I, think, I don't know if we've but talked about it on that tape. name. So it, the rocks that are in that area can trap something and replay Energies. it. Right, and replay it as a ghost. Okay. Or at least a recording of a ghost, right? Uh, so you're talking much more of a, um, you know, uh, uh, the kind of ghost you can't interact with or the kind of, but just like a psychic recording, if you will. Okay. So being in that area... Um, like when I was thinking back on it, I'm like, well, you know what? I wonder if, especially the rocks that we encountered, the shells that we encountered, maybe, 
but the fact that that water would have to be heavily mineraled back in the day to have such like a vital spring mm-hmm. might have trapped something and that the singing might be something like that well that the singing might be the result of noises or recordings voices singing well, whatever trapped in that area based on the mineral content right. i agree with that i actually it's funny that you say that because um think about native american religion what do they worship they worship the, the earth around them water again like you said right. being a primary element so it's safe to say that rituals would have occurred on the water or mm-hmm. near the water. Right, right. Loud voices, passion, impassioned bodies. Um, so yeah, if if it was mineralized, it would re- would have recorded that for sure. Or may have recorded that. I don't know if you could say for sure, but like it would definitely be an explanation. No, I mean that is definitely a plausible theory. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So, um, and that's something that may have been heard. Makes I mean. It's a paranormal explanation. It still makes a lot more sense than palmetto... Tannic acid. Tannic and, acid. Right. And maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe we're wrong about that. Maybe they're like, oh my word. Hashtag tannic acid if Hasht- somebody is listening. Right. If they know right. that that explanation better than us. But um, So we got to... Shall we call it, I don't know, Glass Island? <laughs> <laughs> where, um, where we shoot up island? Where we shoot... So we park... We're there for probably Hold 45 on. minutes. Aspetta. Yes. The steps that lead to nowhere. Oh, yes. Another... another. We <laughs> parked on the side of the road next to a pair of steps that led to nowhere. Yeah. I'm not really sure what they were supposed to be signifying or be to, like, pointing out. They just... Much like... What was that little boy's name? Chris. Chris. Christopher, right? Right. Much like Christopher's stairway to nowhere, uh-huh. these stairs led to nothing. It didn't, and there wasn't even like a foundation beyond it that you're like, oh, the thing that it led to is gone now, but you can see the remnants of it, and these stairs led to it. They were just stairs. Just stairs, that's just it. Just stairs. On the Manatee River. I'm not sure if they maybe had something to do with the power plant or the processing center that was across the street. Like maybe. maybe, but it didn't seem because it's not like. There was something beyond it. There were literally stairs and then the drop off to the river. Right. There was nothing. So unless you were supposed to run up the stairs like Rocky <laughs> and jump into the river for some reason. Maybe that was the Rocky Bluff. We're just on the wrong side of the river. And a different kind of... No, it's not rocks. It's Rocky. Rocky Balboa Bluff. Right. <laughs> oh, we just nicknamed it. That's why it's shorter. So So anyway, so, <coughs> so after we, the steps to nowhere, so we, we walked... We walked down to Glass Island. Glass Island <laughs> is this little tiny... Sure, and we were there at low tide. So right, we were there at low tide, so we, we got out into the river. Right. Essentially, we put the tape recorder down. Mm-hmm. Um, on a rock stemming from the river. On a rock stemming from the river. I mean, there was what? What would you call that? Like a seawall off yes. of a road. Yep. And we jumped down, and there was three little, like, um, concrete... Yeah, it was definitely set up um, to keep the water on one side and the, and mm-hmm. the rest of the world on the other. Because so those things that we ended up crawling down on mm-hmm. were made to to reinforce reinforce that, that okay. wall. So that's what we climbed down on. Um, of course, I almost busted my booty from some algae, and there was lots of broken glass everywhere. Lots of um, glass everywhere. And when we went back there a week later, we went at a totally different time, mm-hmm. and we had access to none of that. None of that. No. None of that. Like Covered we were like, you love this kit. Oh, we can't go out into the right. Can't, so the good can't news was the they were actually able to get into the water a little mm-hmm. bit and touch it and stuff like that, but they weren't able to get out as far as we 
where right. the tape recorder. Right, right. So we put the tape recorder down. We're there for about... I want to say one thing. 45 really quick. minutes. Really quick. Okay. I didn't notice how bad it smelled until we were there with the kids. Oh, I did. You did. I did. I think I may actually commented on it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I said it smells like Cape Coral around here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so. no, I mean, the, it's, it was stinky. It was bad. Right. It was really bad. Like um, a sulfur smell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. The, like that egg smell. Yeah, just a That really, you get from... Um, well, and like algae, like... Right. Um, I don't know how best to describe, just dirty water. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, anyways... Although, but, the, although the, the dirty water aspect of it didn't seem to be, like, pollution dirty. It seemed to be... Animal dirty. It seemed like to be riverbed. River, riverbed right, dirty. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, we put the tape out there, literally in the river. On a rock, yeah. Yeah, on a rock mm-hmm. out in the river. Um, spoilers, we got nothing right. from it. So, we analyzed that tape on the way home. Um there were two times where there was like a weird, like, that was unusual. Um, a lot of, which I, the only thing that to me seemed as if it were unusual is there seemed to be several times where, and by several, I mean like at least five, where the tape recorder was picked up. Oh, really? So you hear like the rustling of like something, <clears throat> like when you move the tape recorder, which we didn't. Right. So maybe the wind moved it. I mean, the wind. Yeah, something. right. right. Um, although... In terms of creating some kind of baseline, <clears throat> if we look back at some of the other stuff that we've done, you could hear motorcycles in the background that we were able to identify as motorcycles. Right. We made note of that. You were able to hear the sirens. So we did discover, which is kind of good if we're talking about Tripping on Legends being discovering how to best do this, that tape recorder, very sensitive. Very sensitive. So yeah. it picked up those things. So We were maybe... I still argue feet. that Oak's, Oak... Uh, Oak uh, um, Ridge, not motorcycles. Those they were not there. We but we did. We were able to at least prove that the tape recorder, the little tape recorder, that could man, like it picks up everything. Because you could even hear us mumbling, maybe fifty feet away. Were we that far away? Well, fifty feet. Yeah, not yards, but fifty feet away. Okay. I, mean, I would think maybe thirty. Okay. You know, somewhere um, between the, that. Yeah, range. I mean, and we were talking. I read a poem next to the shore. We did a Facebook Live video right. from there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, of you reading it. You know, just trying to, to pay homage to the river and as well just kind of spark anything that, that may have been there. Mm-hmm. Yep, nothing. 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 The only thing. Well, I was going to say, I don't think it's nothing, so. So the only thing, and, and this could have just been mind, Jedi mind tricks, um, was all of a sudden, like, we're almost ready to leave. I think at this point we're like, all right, well, you know, we've been here for long enough. Yeah. All of a sudden, the water became eerily lit up mm-hmm. um illuminated i should say it's also worth noting that that happened when not only when you read the poem but when that club stopped playing when the siren stopped so the river itself actually got quiet right right quieter so we'd been there for long enough where the music stopped playing and blaring from all the different clubs around us <clears throat> so civilization was coming to um bedtime. going to bed yeah, yeah going to bed so the water and there's not like high rises or anything on this river that should be noted as well. So it's not like it's city um, pollution, right? Or, you know, light light pollution. <clears throat> so all of a sudden, from the left, it's actually the right, fairly dark, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the team town of Bradenton went to sleep. Right, right. So from the right came this almost like a foggy light on the top of the river, 
and she just kind of lit everything up. And I'm like, Chris, do you see that? And you're like, yeah, and it, it seemed to be spreading slowly. Spreading and got brighter. Right. It spreaded, mm-hmm. it spread, and it got lighter. Um, and then all of a sudden, from the middle of our vantage point, there was a dark shadow, but only on, like, the top of the river. And it grew in size. So all of a sudden... And that, and that between that and the light, so between the lights and the, 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 the brighter... Yeah. The, the, the tide changed. Oh, really? Like, and I make note of it in the recording that the... the um, it's almost as if the water is being pushed to our side. Like, the, there actually were a little bit of waves. Oh, I didn't even yep, notice that. There was that. definitely a change in the in the complexion of the water. Oh, see, I saw I saw the ripples in, mm-hmm. out in the middle of the river because I could actually see that because it was illuminated. Yeah. But I didn't notice that there were anything near mm-hmm. us. It made its way oh, to cool. us from that, generating from that area. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, we're quite a ways away from the actual middle of the river. Right. So I saw this, like mass just just like um what it looked like to me was if you're looking down into into water that's dark and you can't see anything it looked not something like was above it but something was below it rising okay like an old trunk or or something just think about you're bringing your hand up from the water and you can see the you can see the darkness of it, you know, one shade darker than what the water is coming up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what it was. And, and it it's, was... it's important to note that this isn't an ocean. This is a river. A river. And so if you've been on the ocean, you know, or anywhere in this area, the temperature affects water. So you, there's different colors in the water, and those are reflected, like that temperature difference by darker or lighter patches mm. of water. But this is a lake which is a pretty consistent temperature, mm-hmm. and yeah. also appeared. So it's not even like it, like it all of a sudden got cold, or I don't know what darker water represents. I think it's colder, right? Yeah, I think so. It's not like all of, a, all of a sudden something magically happened and that area got colder for some reason. No, it just all of a sudden appeared in the middle of the lake. Right. Or the, yeah, the river, excuse me. Um, the shape amassed, and then it went away. It went away. We tried to record it. Try to take pictures of it. Right. I've tried to play with it to get to see if I see if I can get any kind of contrast, and I'm I'm not really able to. Wow. To pull anything up. But I swear it. it happened. I mean, I swear on yeah. hand to God, like I was watching it get lighter, lighter, lighter. This shape arose from the bottom of the river, and then it was gone. And then it was gone. Right. No singing though. No singing. No, no singing. singing. No humming. Nothing. Nothing. You know. So, and, and it, it kind of made me bummed, but at the same time, I was like, civilization has, has deafened it. Has, and, and, every of bit it. Of, and every reference to the legend that we've had has said something to the effect of, you don't hear the singing much more, but... I mean, this used to be so relevant, they used to have singing parties down by the shore. Right. In the early 1900s, people would come to listen, you know, and they would hear it, and they would party with <coughs> it. You know, so it was relevant, and now it's just gone. Now it's just gone. So I mean, it seems as if it's, you know, if we're if we're going to do like a, a five minute wrap up of what we think about the legend, mm-hmm. or less, maybe a natural phenomenon mm-hmm. by some weird chemical reaction, maybe 
a paranormal explanation like stone tape theory, mm -hmm. captured some ceremony from long ago, or series of ceremonies from long ago layered right. on each other. Right. But definitely impactful to its community. Mm -hmm. Definitely something that built and runs through the history of Manatee And County. it's still there to be found to this day. It's still there to be found. All of this supporting information is there and it's it's easily accessible. You don't have to go search the interwebs or go to the dot library. It's all right there. Yeah. In the historical village, in Indian Springs Park, um, you know, it, it's it's all right there for for anybody to go see and follow. Um, and I'm really hoping that the people do that they go and and pay their respects to what once was a huge part of Native American culture and early settler culture. Early settler culture. Right. You know? So, you know, tripped it. Tripped it. Um, nothing discovered except for really cool history. Really cool history. Really cool local history. You know? So. Episode 12, tripping on. Tripping on singing. Singing no, the river. I don't know. No. But um, next episode, which will hopefully come in pretty succession within a, within a week, uh -huh. will be the kids' version. Um, How are we going to do place. the King's version? How are we going to do well, that? Well, we can at least talk about our preparation for it. Okay. And what happened there and kind of the differences were and, and kind of how to go about um, educationally tripping with your kids. Yeah, because it's awesome. It'll That's... be a little lesson, right? Yeah. So, um, but I would consider adult version at least um, Singing River closed. For sure. For now. I mean, we're going to contact that woman. I would love to you know? go see the one in Mississippi and, and talk to her. Yeah. So that might be part of our Hateful Eight, which we'll talk about in a few weeks. Our Hateful Eight? Hateful Eight. I'm trying to... Dirty Dozen, Hateful Eight. Ew. I'll discuss it afterwards. Yeah, you. no, I don't like Hateful Eight. That sounds like... But you like Dirty Dozen? No, we're not going to be gone for 12 days. So, for Tripping on Legends this week, I'm Christopher Balzano. I'm Natalie Chris. And here's hoping that all your trips are legendary. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.